We are I. Good morning, everybody. After a week away, and what a week it's been. I guess story time about that uh, that holiday is going to have to wait because I ended up getting in the conversation last night that that intrigued me, and it it outlines a lot, you know, like what I talk about, and what a lot of people in this space talk about, you know, in regards to nutrition. So I was having a conversation with a gentleman, you know, in his sixties. You know, and we were talking about, you know, like what what's the best diet to follow? Like what's what's the best advice? Because, you know, he's heavily invested and he's been heavily invested for a long time in figuring out, you know, like like what's what's the best thing to be doing right now in regards to health right now and longevity in one's life. And he just said, you know, like there's so much contradictory information out there. You know, like it's it's so confusing to be able to navigate your way through it. You know, so we start breaking it down. You know, we we really start breaking down, like you know, like what has the potential to be the most healthy right now, and you know, like what is the thing that's going to help you know push longevity and you know quality of life. And you know, so I start off by saying, you know, like the the one thing with like longevity is that I I feel like there's this dysmorphic view of you know what what longevity is and what people are trying to achieve with longevity, and it's not. It's not that you can do something right now where all of a sudden, you know, like you can stack the cards of living until you're like 90, 100, 110. You know, like there's still there's there's still complete gamble to life. You know, but what longevity really means when you when you break down this information, it's just how good a quality of life do you want to live for the amount of time that you are going to live for, whether that be 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, whatever that is. Just what's the what's the quality of life that you want to live? Do you want to live the last five or ten year five or ten years of your life dying? Or do you want to live the last five or ten of your your lives living? Like do you want to live this life? You know, do you want to live this life to the end, to the last breath? And it's something that we all want to do where, you know, you don't spend that time in a hospital or a hospital better, you know, slowly dying over time. You know, I've witnessed this in my own life and I've witnessed this in, you know, people's lives around me. And it was very hard because I just, being as active and as ambitious as I am is just something that I can't fathom. So that's what longevity means to me. And that's when I look at all the things that I do for longevity, it's, you know, keeping my mind sound, you know, which is why I take things like Alpha Gal, Alpha GBC, you know, and it's the reason why I do things like sit in the sauna, you know, why I do things, you know, like challenging my mind, you know, like reading, conquering problems, you know, working out all these things that really help, you know, provide a strong, healthy brain because a lot of the the other spinoff benefits of doing those things, they're all going to be healthy for the body and the soul. And emotionally, like it's a full connection. I can't do one without getting and reaping the benefit of the other. You know, and then we talk about nutrition and like, what is the best thing that we can be doing right now? Because he's been doing a lot of research, you know, on the carnivore diet and the advantages of eating meat only. And, you know, like the one thing that I said to him is, 
you know, like I, yes, predominantly eat like this. You know, do I think that it's the BL and all diet? No, because I don't think that there is any BL and all diet. But let's break down the carnivore diet for a second here. And like the, the people who want to eat meat only, then the people on eat meat plus organ meat because of the, the nutritious benefit of eating organ meat. And then there's people who eat like kind of the hybrid carnivore diet where they allow, you know, some simple fruits and vegetables, you know, like, like berries, cucumbers without skin, apples without skin, you know, different kinds of squash, you know, like these things, you know, which is all great. You know, but the reason why that I believe that people, you know, feel the benefit of correcting autoimmune issues, you know, losing weight, feeling better, getting better sleeps, you know, they're not a high risk for heart disease anymore, their blood pressure is lower, all of these things is because they've just eliminated the shit. That's it. You know, if you're on a carnivore diet, or you're thinking of going that far, and you are having, you know, pizza, pasta, you know, breads, you know, grains, all of these things, you know, every once in a while, like the cakes, the candy, the chocolate bars, the chips, if you're having all these things every once in a while, and you eliminate those, over the course of time, you are going to feel better. There's no doubt about that. You know, and if the carnivore diet is the one thing is an elimination diet, and it's eliminating all this shitty food, then great. You know, and that's why I said to him, it's not about eating only meat. You know, it's about eating only meat as a way to be able to like, yes, you can be healthy and strong and powerful by eating only meat. You know, but then you can reintroduce some of these things where you just feel good, like, like reintroduce one food at a time. You know, take, you know, three, four days of just, you know, eating that one extra thing. Be like, great. Then add another thing. You know, once you start to feel sluggish or, you know, like you start to feel like bloated or uncomfortable, it's like, well, then you should take that that one thing and say, add it to the list of this. Although fundamentally in my mind, I think that this should be good. I can't eat like this or I can't eat it in those quantities. You know, as I was talking to another one of my friends yesterday morning, you know, and she was saying that, you know, she can eat a quarter cup of blueberries, but when she eats like a half a cup of blueberries, you know, she gets a stomach ache. You know, or that she can eat a quarter cup of blueberries, but when she has a quarter cup of blueberries around the time that she has a coffee, she gets a stomach ache, you know, and has to run and find a bathroom. You know, so like these, these are the things where it's like not necessarily just even whether you can eat them, maybe it's just a quantity issue too. And if people are willing to be able to go on a carnivore diet, they're willing to be able to, you know, invest and figure some of these things out. You know, another reason why that a carnivore diet is such a, a great diet is, is a base and a base and a place to start is because just people simply aren't eating enough protein in their day. And that's huge because, you know, a carnivore diet is going to force you to be able to consume an adequate amount of protein that's really going to help with longevity in life, making sure that, you know, like you're, you're topped up in your amino acid bricks in your body you know, to be able to help with that muscle protein synthesis and all the, the positive health effects that come along with that. You know, so when we focus on the abundance of information, just right there, you know, making sure we get enough good quality protein and that we've eliminated all of the shit. Because if you look at all of these diets, air quotes diets, where people achieve success, real tangible results, more likely than not, and and I'm going to say like tilting the scales, like 90% of this 100%, 90% of their success on any diet is they've simply eliminated the shit and they've chose 
to be able to eat healthy consistently for long enough. And they felt great because of that. And then people get prophesized this, you know, one diet, like, oh, it's ketogenic made the difference. You know, carnivore made the difference. Plant-based made the difference. It's like, no, it, it didn't. What made the difference is all of the stuff you stopped doing. Not the stuff you started doing, but all the stuff you stopped doing. You know, because then again, if you're if you're focused on your nutrition to that level, you're more likely than not doing some kind of physical activity as well. You know, and if you've eliminated all that shit and you started eating healthier and you weren't exercising, you're probably going to start in some capacity, whether that's walking, running, going to the gym, playing a sport, anything along those lines, because you simply start to feel better. And then your body needs to move. So that has that benefit. Now, all of a sudden, you're sleeping better at night. So then you're feeling even better again. So it's easier to be able to do these two things. You know, then you start being more productive at work and in your social life and your relationships because, you know, now you feel better and that that feeling good attitude transfers over into all of these environments too. Then you're like, wow, this, you know, ketogenic diet, look how it changed my life. And it's like, well, no, not really. Like, yes, but no, not in the way that you think. You know, wow, look at this carnivore diet and how good it is to eat only meat. Yeah, you know, yes, but no, not really. Do the further investigation. Look at look at the whole. You know, wow, this plant-based diet, you know, really changed my life. Well, you know, not really. You know, not just that, but like look at everything else that changed because of a few simple changes that you've made. You know, but the one thing that when I was talking to this gentleman last night that frustrates me every single time is not that he was referencing to himself. He was just playing devil's advocate, you know, and he was saying, well, you know, like people just don't have the time. It's a lot of time to invest in doing all these things. I'm like, no, it's not. And I believe in people more than that. When people say that I don't have the time, it's like you have the time to be able to sit and play on your phone for an hour or two. You have the time to be able to sit and watch Netflix for an hour or two, or maybe both those things. So let's just call it that two hours a night, you're doing dumb shit. So the one thing I said to him is if the average person spent like 30 minutes of that time, whether it be an hour, hour and a half, or two hours or three hours, if you spent 30 minutes of that time that you're doing dumb shit, to do something positive for your mind and your body, you can still have time allocated to doing dumb shit. You know, but you've set this base where now you've started with this 30 minutes of I'm gonna do something like, you know, put a little time in researching and diet. Like, look at my life, analyze my life, and like, what are some of the things that I could change? Go for a walk, do some gardening, anything along those lines. We spend 30 minutes doing something positive. You do have time meal prepping for the the next day, you know, understanding what you got in the fridge, understanding the things in the pantry that shouldn't be there. Like if you spend 30 minutes, you know, you don't have to do that every day, but if you spend 30 minutes of that dumb shit time, then you're gonna be that much further ahead. Because I do believe that people have the time, but we've wanted, we've made it so that if we have to do anything ourselves, it becomes a burden. You know, but then we start talking about making bread. It's like, you know, I know that people in my family are going to eat bread. But you know what I'd rather do than them, you know, eat bread from the grocery store? I'd rather make it myself. You know how much time it takes? Like 10 minutes. And I said to him, I'm like, by the time that I got in the car, drove to the grocery store and came back, I could have made that dough for that bread. And the rest of it is just that bread sitting there, either sitting there on the counter or sitting there in the oven, but it's just sitting there. That's all it's doing. 
So yes, I do have the time for that. Yes, you do have the time for that. Yes, we do all have the time for that because doing things for ourselves is not a burden, which that's what we've created is that anything that we have to do for ourselves is just such a burden, but it doesn't have to be. You know, I make my own taco shells. I make my own taco chips. I make my own bread. I make my own buns. I, I make my own meals. I rarely ever eat out unless if I'm really in a pinch or a bind. And it does not take a whole lot of time. It's just a part of my routine, which is the same thing can be a part of anybody's routine because it's not hard to do those things. It's not hard to wake up and go work out in the morning. It's not hard to be able to do this podcast. It's not hard to be able to prioritize myself because you're doing the other things. If you're doing those things, you're doing a lot of other things as well. We do have the time. That's why that gets me fired up. That one simple concept that I don't have the time. Yes, you do have the time. Yes, you do. We all do. We have the time. Do not convince yourself of that. That is the the greatest injustice that you can do to yourself is saying that you don't have the time to be able to be a healthy human being. And that, that's just real. That's, That's the straight and skinny. That's the Coles notes of the whole podcast is that you do have the time to be healthy. So my question of the day is, how do you spend your time?